السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سار على سبيله ونهجه ومن استن بسنته ومن اهتدى بهديه إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين صدق الله العظيم All praise and all thanks is only due to Allah Ta'ala who yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity of gathering in the house of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala on this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. We make dua to Allah Ta'ala that He allows us to see many many more days of Jumu'ah. We make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that He allows us to appreciate this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. And we make dua to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala that He allows our last day of this earthly life to be the Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. There is a system that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in place. And the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's, that, that the system that Allah has in place, Allah ta'ala has in place, is different many times to what we would like. What our desires are, how we would see things panning out, how we would like to see things happening. The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on one side, and what we desire is on the other side. What we need to do and we need to see is how we can fit ourselves into the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll just give you a few examples. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the incident of Badr. Allah ta'ala mentions in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ نَصَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِبَدْرِ وَأَنْتُمْ أَذِلَّهُ Allah ta'ala mentions about the incident of Badr. Badr we know was that battle that was known as Furqan, the distinguishing battle between Haqq and Batil, between truth and falsehood, between Islam and all else other than Islam, everything. So between guidance and misguidance, this was the battle. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that it took place also in the month of Furqan, in the month of Ramadan, we know on the 17th of Ramadan, that month wherein Quran was revealed, Quran is also the distinguishing factor between Haqq and Batil. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that this battle of Islam, the first battle that was the forerunner, for the uprise, the forerunner for all the other beauty and aspects of Islam coming alive, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it such that it was this battle. And we see that this battle that had taken place, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and sahaba, they went out. Ill-equipped, it was just, it was not their desire also to go for a battle. Nabi alayhi salatu wa sallam announced to those that were there in Makkah al-Mukarramah, sorry, Rasulullah sallallahu announced to those in Madinah al-Munawwara that the caravan of Abu Sufyan, the caravan of the Quraysh of Makkah, they were coming from the north, they were returning from Sham, fully laden. Fully laden, this caravan was en route towards Makkah al-Mukarramah, coming from the north, passing Madinah al-Munawwara and moving on. Who would like to join me so that we can get, perhaps Allah will bless us with the spoils of war, Allah Ta'ala will bless us with this caravan. So here we find that it wasn't actually a war, it was just an interception of a caravan that was taking place. The thought might just come to our mind, that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, telling Sahaba this, we got to remember the backdrop of what happened. They were tormented, they were punished, they were chased out of the land of Makkah al-Mukarramah that was so dear to them. It was the land wherein they grew up, 
The land of their forefathers, actually so much of love they had, that it was as though they were breastfed with the milk of the love of Kaaba Sharif. So much of love they had, but they had to leave everything and come to Madinah through Munawara. So here was an opportunity to get at least something back. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells the Sahaba that which were, who, who would like to join. So only few joined, about 313 had joined. When the, uh, on the other hand you got Abu Sufyan that is coming, he was intelligent also. So what he did was he kept on finding out, is there any attack coming from the Muslims? When he was told that there is some the Muslims coming towards you, then he sends a message immediately to, Madi, to Makkah al-Mukarramah, they go and inform the people of Makkah that come and protect, come and save this caravan of yours. And there was a, hardly a person that had not invested in this caravan of goods. Everyone's money was there. So they had come out and they were so confident of their victory that they had set out with even the items, the instruments, the, the people that had come with them also had brought items to entertain themselves after battle. Like when you victorious, sometimes we see the kufar sports, Allah Ta'ala protect us, save us. But sometimes if they win the World Cup, how much of entertainment and how much of celebrating goes on after that? So here you find that they had brought the items of celebration, singing girls were brought along, musical instruments were brought along. They were planning that they're going to entertain themselves after they win. They were so properly armed, so properly clad that it was almost impossible that they could lose this battle. But remember something, the system of Allah Ta'ala is different to the system of what we want. We generally want instant results. The system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is bala in tasbiru wa tattaqu. That what you need to do is you need to do two things. You need to make sabr. You're going to be tested with endurance. This test of endurance is going to be there. Endurance and together with this endurance you must bring taqwa. This is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We want things instantly. We don't want to go through this period of endurance. We don't like, therefore in one ayat of the Quran Allah ta'ala mentions which I recited, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu sta'inu bis sabri was salah. O you who believe, take, seek the assistance of Allah ta'ala with sabr and salah. Inna Allah ma'as-sabirin. Allah is ta'ala is with those that can endure. Allah ta'ala is with those that are patient. Then the next part of the ayat, Allah ta'ala mentions, وَلَا نَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالْثَمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ The sabr is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes. Allah is telling us that definitely, definitely we are going to test you with little bit of fear. This fear is going to be there of what? That you're going to lose some of your wealth. You're going to lose some of your family. وَنَقْسِمْ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ You're going to lose some of your income. You're going to lose some of your productions. That loss in business is going to be there. There's going to be some highs. There's going to be some lows. There's going to be some fear that's going to come. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ But glad tidings to those that are patient. So anyway, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam setting out. So this is the kuffar. They like instant. They focus and their mind is only on power, military power, external forces. A Muslim's mind is not on this. A Muslim's mind is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to say that he doesn't prepare, but his mind is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sahaba, 313, it is mentioned in the kitab of Sirah, that's so ill-equipped that they had about 70 camels, only two horses. Can you imagine? Horse was like the vehicle of war at that time. They didn't, they only had two. And some people walking with danda, sticks. Some of them had spears, very, very few, even swords they had. Going out like that in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 70 camels, three people would share the riding of the camel. In other words, two would ride, one would walk. 
Rasulullah himself, he shed the riding of the camel with Hazrat Abu Lubaba and Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. So when it came to the turn of Rasulullah to walk, they would tell him, oh Rasulullah you ride, we will walk on your behalf. In other words, the love for Rasulullah they didn't want to see him even walking in battle. What was the reply of Hazrat Rasulullah His reply was, I am not more independent of reward than you, and nor are you more stronger than me. In other words, I also want to get sawab, so therefore I will also take a turn to walk. This was the style of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He was a man for the people. And that's why they say, it is mentioned, that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was so close with the people, that when he would smile, they would smile. When he would tear, they would tear. When Nabi alayhi was happy, they were happy. When he was worried, they were also worried. Because of the closeness he enjoyed. Now this is what you call a leader. Walking himself in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am not more independent of reward than you. What a statement to make by the, the greatest Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So anyway, when they go, and now what happens is the kuffar are coming. They're coming 1,000 strong, powerful, armed to the teeth. And when Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is informed on this, his, his mind goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His mind now goes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always the mind is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But to teach us, to show us a hut structure now is put for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, erected for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on top of the hill, so that now when the battle takes place the next day, at least Rasulullah sallam will have a bird's eye view of what is happening. So what happens, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes in, Siddiq Akbar, Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu goes into this hut structure. This was the night before the battle. Hazrat Saad bin Mu'az radiallahu anhu, the Siddiq of the Ansar, he was there standing guard outside. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes in, and what does he get engaged in? Salah and Dua. Salah and Dua. This was the night of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Anas radiallahu anhu reports from Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that night, he took us onto the battlefield. And he pointed out to us that this is where this person is going to get slain. This is where that person is going to get slain. This is where that person is going to get slain. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam pointed this to us. And not even a hair's breadth had passed Except that spot that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had pointed out, that person was martyred and killed. Not martyred, that person was killed in that place. That kafir was killed in that place. This was the mentioning of Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anyway, Hazrat Ali radiallahu anhu says, that night we all fell off to sleep. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was the one that remained awake the whole night. The whole night he was engaged in dua. The whole night he was engaged in salah. Asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes his shawl also would fall off that standing in dua. Sometimes in salah. This was how he passed his night. I just want to pause here for a moment and think for us to reflect that this is the deen we got. Can you imagine it's a major battle that is taking place the next day. Ill-equipped versing a mighty army. But sahaba went to sleep that night. Sometimes we got a business problem. Sometimes we got a small family problem. A person says, I can't sleep. I need sleeping pills. I need this. I need that. But this is what deen is. When a person has got deen in his life, even before a major battle, Allah Ta'ala gives that sukoon in the heart where you can sleep. Today also we find it that despite the difficulty that the Muslims are going through, despite the difficulty that the Palestinians are going through, there's some type of sukoon amongst the people. You come to know that Allah Ta'ala is blessing the heart with some type of sukoon. And on the other side, there's such uproar. What's happening? There's a siren and everyone is running, elder skelter. How does it happen? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts that sukoon in the heart. That even on the battlefield at the time of Badr also, Sahaba's 
He mentioned in the Quran also, Sahaba also mentioned this, that we would actually snooze off like a 40 wings, we would catch a wink and we'll wake up. So much of sukoon Allah Ta'ala had blessed them with. This is the beauty of Islam and Iman. Yes, we get sad when there is difficulties, but we don't ever lose hope. We never ever lose hope. Remember when there is a barrage of missiles, there is a barrage of rockets, there is firing and whatever taking place, shaitan is also operating and he's sending missiles and he's sending rockets and he's sending attack jets to attack the hearts of the Muslim. How does he attack the hearts of the Muslims? He attacks the heart of the Muslims with mayusiyat. Mayusiyat means with despondency. That where is your Allah today? Where is your Allah helping you? So a Muslim becomes despondent. But in reality, a Muslim should never ever become despondent. Our Allah Ta'ala is always there with us. Allah wants to test our endurance, our patience. How much of endurance, how much of patience, how much of taqwa are we bringing in our lives? So a Muslim never ever loses hope. Just to bring our spirits up, how we should be thinking. Sometimes a person will find that when a Hajj quota is given for Hajj, and now this year we are told that there is an extended quota, and so many people are allowed to go. For example, this year from South Africa, double or triple the quota is given. How happy will we get? Happy will we get sad. But yet when we're meeting someone at the airport, somebody very close to us, or a person is leaving for Hajj, there will be tears that are shed. But in the heart we're happy that this person is going for Hajj. So how we should be thinking, should we be getting despondent? A Muslim should be thinking that this year Allah Ta'ala has given an extended quota of shuhada to go into Jannah. Allah has given extra people and Allah is selecting that particular nation, that home, that people of Palestine. Allah Ta'ala is selecting them to go in droves into Jannah, the shuhada. How fortunate they are. Yes, we feel sad. Naturally, we feel sad. We have to make dua for them. But in our heart, we're happy that Allah is accepting these people as shuhada. Like how when there's an extended quota for hujjaj to go for hajj, we're happy, we're happy. In fact, in the ayat of the Quran, Allah Ta'ala says, يَسْتَبْشِرُونَ بِنِعْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ That these people actually want to tell us, they want to give us glad tidings of what they are enjoying in Jannah. فَرِحِينَ بِمَا آتَاهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنْ فَضْلِ They are excited, they're enjoying. Rasulullah said, so much of enjoyment they are getting that they want to tell us, how they are enjoying it. Therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa himself mentioned, لَوَتِدْتُ أَنْ أُقْتَلَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ أُحْيَا ثُمَّ أُقْتَلْ ثُمَّ أُقْتَلْ ثُمَّ أُحْيَا ثُمَّ أُقْتَلْ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ That I desire that I am martyred in the path of Allah. Then I'm given life and then I'm martyred again. Then I'm given life again and then I'm martyred again. Three times Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this. The enjoyment that the martyrs go through is something we got no understanding of. To such an extent that even in Akhirat they wish they can come back and get martyred again. So we don't lose hope, we don't get despondent. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has got in place for those that are becoming martyred. Anyway, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa the night before Badr, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa again in dua, crying the whole night. Everyone else is sleeping, everyone is having rest. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is up in dua, crying and making dua for the ummah. At time of Fajr, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa calls out, As-salah, as-salah. All the sahaba get together. The imam is Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in the Fajr salah. And the whole, the sahaba that were there with him, they were now the followers of the imam. Can you imagine what a scene? The cream of the crop of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa facing the strong enemy. On one side they engage in salah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa after salah he gave a talk. And he encouraged sahaba that fight with all your zeal, fight with all your might. Put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He arranged the rows himself. There was one sahabi that was slightly out of the row. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa had a spear in his hand that he would normally use to straighten the rows. So he nudged him slightly in his stomach. So this sahabi told Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa you have hurt me. 
that allow me to take retribution. Immediately Rasulullah picked up his upper garment, exposed his stomach also, so this person could take retribution, the sahabi. The sahabi clings onto Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he kisses his stomach. He says, perhaps this will be our last meeting. This was the love they had for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Anyway, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa before battle, he goes back into his hut structure. Has Sa'ad bin Muaz radiallahu anh, again is on guard. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he cries and he makes dua. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he weeps so much. That Allahumma anjizli ma wa'attani. Oh Allah, grant me what you have promised me. Allahumma intuhulak hadhi al-isabatu min al-islam la tu'bad fil ard. Look at the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Look at the thinking of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah ta'ala forgive us today as Muslims. Our thinking is on another level, on another tangent. And what was the thinking of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa He was worried about Islam. He was worried about Islam. Oh Allah, grant me what you have promised me. If this small group of believers have to be destroyed today, Allah, la tu'bad fil aud, you won't be worshipped. He was worried about Allah ta'ala being worshipped. He was worried about Islam coming alive. Today you find one statement made by the kuffar, Allah Ta'ala save us. It is actually an indictment on the Muslims. That they can actually make such a statement that the war in Palestine mustn't spill over. It mustn't spill over. What a statement you can make. The statement can only be made when you're talking to a nation that is not a ummah. Tell a person, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned that Al-Muslimuna karajulin wahidin idishtaka ra'suhu ishtaka kulluhu inishtaka aynuhu ishtaka kulluhu that this Muslim ummah is like one body. If the head pains, the whole body pains. If the eye pains, the whole body pains. Think of it if it, the glass has to go in a person's eye. One person's eye, some glass breaks, goes in his eye. Immediately this person will run for some action. The hands are moving, the heart is pumping, the legs are moving, the whole body is moving. He now phones the ambulance. Please, I need someone to come. Ambulance comes out. That ambulance is moving on the road with the sirens on. People on the highway have to move. Helter, skelter, this way, that way. Just so that this ambulance can reach the hospital. Now if somebody tells this person, why don't you just localize that pain? Why you allow that pain to spill over to the body? So many people had to move, the body had to run, the heart had to pump, the people on the road had to move. What will this person say? He'll say, you're a fool. How can you even make such a statement? This whole body is one body. The only reason the kuffar can make that statement to the Muslim countries today is because we are not an ummah. We are not thinking like how a Muslim should think. Nationality has taken over. I am Qatari, I am Emirati, I am Kuwaiti, I am Saudi, I am Bahraini, I am this country and I am that country. Nobody is thinking that I am a Muslim. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that we are one body. If we are one body, the statement of a kafir will never ever hold water. Like how is this statement can never hold water. That why don't you allow the pain to be localized? The hands could have relaxed, the legs could have relaxed, the ambulance driver could have relaxed, the pump, the heart didn't need to pump. Why didn't you just localize? Why did you allow the pain to spill over? The statement that the kuffar are making today to the Muslim leaders is a sign that we are not at Ummah. Allah Ta'ala allow us, bring us, give us the tawfiq to come back to deen. Give us the tawfiq to come back to Islam. But we need to bring these two things. Bala in tasbiru wa tattaqu. We bring sabr and we bring taqwa. Then the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will come. End of that ayat which I quoted, Allah Ta'ala mentions, Inna Allaha ma'as-sabirin. Allah is with those that endure. Allah is with those that are patient. May Allah Ta'ala grant us that patience. May Allah Ta'ala grant us that endurance. May Allah Ta'ala grant us that taqwa. Just to finish off, what can we do as a Muslim, localized Muslim here in South Africa, a person that is here? What can we do? Uh, when these people are giving their lives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're giving everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes their children are becoming martyred, their wives are being killed, families are getting wiped out. 
At least the least we can do is make niyat that Wallah, if I'm not performing my salah, I'm not coming for fajr salah. If they can give their lives, I can give up some sleep, oh Allah, so I can perform my salah. If they I can give up their lives, oh Allah, I can give up doubtful things, I can give up haram. The TV can come out of my house. Why do I need to keep haram in my house? Wallah, if that income of mine is not right, if I'm earning money from the banks, I'm having declaring war with Allah and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa why and now I'm getting worried about that war that's taking, I got war that's happening in my own business by me involved in interest. I'm going to get that interest out of my life. These are the things we can do. Practically look into our lives now and see what can we do. How much of war is taking place in our lives with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How many things we are not doing that we should do. Anything that is doubtful, anything that is haram. Make, let us make near that these people can give up so much. At least today, I'm going to give up those things that are haram, those things that are doubtful, and I'm going to go towards those things that are pure, those things that are clean, those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is happy with. May Allah give us all the tawfiq of making amal. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil